Welcome to the Podcast of the Hill. You are about to hear a message from Pastor David Mills titled, There is Power in His Name. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, I had been asked by the pastor the previous week to be ready to, to preach today. I began to pray and ask the Lord what he wanted me to say and what he wanted me to do. And he had already told, uh, the pastor had already told me that uh, this was um, Senior Citizens Day, Grandparents Day, Heritage Day, whatever we wanted to call it. And I started thinking about, well, what could I speak on that? But last Sunday during the service, the Lord gave me a message that he wanted me to bring today. And it really has nothing about being a senior citizen. So some of you may say, hallelujah, he's not going to remind me of that this morning. But I did want to bring you a message that is about him. It's about Jesus. We're going through troublesome times right now. We're going through turmoil. I don't see how you can call it anything else. It's turmoil on every hand and everywhere we turn. But in the middle of this turmoil is one thing that is always, has always been and will always be constant, and that is Jesus. There's something about the name of Jesus. There's something about his name that is different than any other name. I, I've lived in predominantly Muslim countries and they revere the name Muhammad. But even as they're revering that name and they're bowing several times a day and believe me, you wake up in the morning to the minaret calling them to prayer. In the middle of the day when you'd like to maybe rest a little bit, you hear it again. And then while you're eating your supper, you hear it again. But yet, they say that name somewhat in the name of a reference, but it is said more in fear than it is said in reverence. But there's something about the name of Jesus. You know, names are very important. We all like to hear our name. The older I get, the harder it is for me to remember your name, but I want to call you by name if I can bring it up from these weakened memory banks. But we like to hear our name. Names are very important. Uh, the, in the Old Testament, their names had a lot of meaning. Some of our names are, are just names that sounded good to us when our children were being born or our parents liked that name or it was a family name or whatever. And it really sometimes we don't even have a clue what that name means. I like my name. It's David. It's beloved. Uh, I was named after King David in the Bible but also after an uncle, of, uh, a brother of my mother's. But I like my name. I, I really do like it. Uh, my dad said, well, I could have called you so-and-so. I said, that's okay. That would have been all right. But uh, I'm happy with the name David. And, uh, and so names are very important. In the, in the Old Testament, Moses, his name meant he was drawn out. It meant that he was drawn out of those bulrushes and uh, out of the, the water. Abraham, uh, his name means the father of the multitude. Isaac's name meant 
laughter because when, uh, when, when it, uh, they were told that they were going to have a baby in old age, they both laughed. And so Isaac, his name was called, uh, was meant laughter. Jesus was named by God. He's the one that knew who he really was and what he was going to be. Jesus, the name means uh, the anointed. Christ was later added, which means the Savior. So he is the anointed Savior. His name is exalted. I want to read to you from Philippians, the second chapter this morning, give you an opportunity to find it. Uh, some of you may have brought your Bibles or your iPads or your, your phone. You can look this, this up. Reading from the New King James Version, Philippians 2, beginning at verse 6. I'll back up to verse the last words in verse 5. Philippians 2, starting at verse 6. In the, verse 5, the last two words are Christ Jesus. And then it says, Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, and listen to this, and given him a name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess, listen to it, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. May God grant blessings to the reading of his word today. This man is Jesus. He was a man, came as a man, but yet he is exalted all above. John 3.31 said that he that is from above is above all. Peter said in Acts 10 and 36 that he is Lord of all. Paul said about him in Galatians, Christ is all and in all. The Bible says he is all and in all. He is the great unlike. He is the great unmatched. He is the great awesome one. There is no one who can stand alongside of him. He said, I, even I, am the Lord beside me. There is no Savior. No man can stand alongside of Jesus. Some men have been raised up. Some men have been thought highly of. Some men have even been put on a pedestal. But I'm here to tell you, there's been no man that has ever lived that it can be exalted above Jesus Christ. There is no name under which man should bow and can bow that is above the name of Jesus Christ. Can you give him a praise this morning? Jesus is the exalted one. 
While he was here, he was God in the flesh. I like that. I really like that, that he was God in the flesh. The reason I like that is because when I, when I get down, you see, he's standing at the right hand of the Father right now, and when I bow before the Father, he is standing there and he's hearing what David Mills is petitioning or what he's asking for, what, he's, what, I'm, what I'm looking to, to receive from the Lord. And as I'm kneeling, the, 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 the Son, Jesus, is standing right there, and he turns to the Father, and he says, Father, I know what David Mills is going through. I know what he's understand. I understand what he's what he's going through. And therefore, Lord, because of me, in my name, oh hallelujah. It, because of what I have done there, I ask you to meet the name, meet the needs of Jesus, of, of David Mills. You see, it's important that we understand today that Jesus is our advocate, that Jesus is right there. He is waiting for us to cry out unto him. While he was here, he was thoroughly God in the flesh. This is one thing that, Brother Tony, I can't understand sometimes. I can't comprehend it. He was God in the flesh, but yet he was thoroughly God as well. But he understands the needs that I have. And now he's there at the right hand of the Father, making intercessory for me. Also his name is a transcendent name or a greater name. He's one of a kind. He is the only begotten son of the Father. The devil even believes that when you read in the New Testament where, where uh, the, 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 the demoniac, he was called and, 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 and the demon that was inside of him cried out, said, I know who you are. Please don't just send me into the abyss. He understood that this was Jesus who was above all and greater than anyone else. Gabriel, you may be able to blow a beautiful trumpet, but your name is not above the name of Jesus. Michael, you might be able to wave a, a, a great sword, but your name is not above the name of Jesus. Lucifer, the archangel that fell, you may think you're somebody and you may have some power, but I can tell you, Mike or, or Lucifer, you are not above Jesus Christ. There is power in the name of Jesus. You see, sometimes I think that in this day and age of an easy religion, a very watered down and and, and, and a very commonplace religion. We've forgotten that we cannot arrogantly go to the throne room of God. We only have one right to go to the throne room, and that's through Jesus Christ, not because of who we are. You know, my, uh, my, my grandchildren are, are, um, uh, are my, my son. He is a, he's a fourth-generation Church of God preacher. We've been in this thing a long time, but I'm here to tell you that just because I had a great uncle, great, great uncle and a great uncle and uncles that were a part of this ministry and a dad and a mom that were a part of this ministry, I had no more right to go to the throne room than anybody else in the world. I had to go there through the name of Jesus Christ. It's only through him. Several years ago, I heard of Ray Hughes, who was the general overseer of our church and at 
at this particular time of this story, he was the president of Lee University, Lee College back then. A consortium of, of uh, universities, private universities in uh, the state of Tennessee had gotten together and instead of trying to go to corporations and get donations uh, separately, they decided to go as a group. And so Ray Hughes was assigned to go to the president of Reynolds Aluminum. He had no idea who the president was. But as the meeting was dismissing, a man uh, came over to him and he said to him, he said, do you know uh, the president of, of Reynolds Aluminum? He said, no, I have no idea who he is. He said, well, he's a personal friend of mine. He said, what I'll do is I'll give him a call. And he said, uh, I'll make arrangements for you to be able to meet him and, and, and let him know that you'll be contacting him. And so when the time came and an appointment was made, he was sitting there and uh, waiting in, in the outer office and in, in, in the reception area. And the receptionist finally told him, said, uh, uh, President so-and-so, he, he will meet you. Uh, come on in. When he went in, he said, uh, Ray Hughes said to him, he said, I'm, I'm here because of so-and-so. He said, oh, yeah. I said, I know him very well. And he asked me to meet with you. You see, he got into that office not because he was President Ray Hughes or former general overseer of the Church of God. He didn't get there in his own name. He got there because an ambassador went before him and opened the door and made arrangements for him to be able to go in. Well, let me tell you, you don't go to the throne room of God because of who you are. You don't go to the throne room of God because of whatever name you had or whatever position you've had in this world. You go there because of Jesus Christ. He went to the cross. He hung on that cross. He stayed there so that you and I can go before God Almighty and make our petitions known. Give him a praise this morning. His name is above all names. And then the final thing I want to bring to you this morning is that his name is a conquering name. He was never defeated. Tony, that thrills me. He was never defeated. You see, they thought they had defeated him by getting him on the cross. They thought they had defeated him by killing him. But even while he was hanging on the cross, and in just a little while, he would give up his last breath. He said to them, it is finished. But he didn't say it with a defeated sound. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You see, there can be two meanings to that phrase. Well, it's over. It's just, it's just over. Uh, I, I, I give up. You've defeated me. No, sir. There was another meaning to that. He said the plan that was made from eons of time for the salvation of mankind. It is finished. Oh, hallelujah. It wasn't said with a defeated sound. It was said with a shout of triumph, with a shout of victory, my friend. No matter what the devil tried to throw at him. You see, let, let my imagination go here. Those of you that uh, are, are in the class that I teach on Wednesdays, you know that I have an imagination that gets carried away once in a while. So let me, let, me, let me have that this morning, would you please? So the meeting was, 
was called of the, the devil and all of his imps. And, uh, and they said, we got to defeat this Jesus. We got to, we got to defeat him. And so they, they went through all this kind of thing. The, 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 the demon of lying said, well, let's just tell lies on him. And, 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 and that demon said, well, we've already tried that. Said so we've lied about him. And he still just keeps on hanging in there. He still just, people just keep on following. And they went on down the line trying to figure out what they could do to defeat him. And finally they looked and, and death stood up and he said, I'll get him. I'll get him. You just give me a chance at him. I'll get him. And so after a bit, he comes and gives a report, and he says, he's dead. He's in a tomb. He's finished. It's over. Don't worry about him anymore. Another day or two went by, and, and, and they had the meeting again, and, and the devil says, where's death? Death's over there in the corner. He's cowering. He doesn't want to stand up. He's a little bit embarrassed. And finally, the devil says, what happened, death? He said, I had him said he was in that grave and it was sealed and there were people gardening I had I even I got all of it in line and he said well what happened he said I don't really know what happened but he's no longer in the grave oh hallelujah he's no longer in the grave he's alive I'm telling you folks this ought to thrill us today to know that he is alive and no matter what the devil threw at him he conquered it all and I'm here to tell you today no matter what the devil wants to throw at you no matter what your enemy wants to try to defeat you you don't have to walk around in defeat but you can walk around in victory because he has conquered oh hallelujah he's conquered many things and I don't want to take the time this morning to go through them all but I'm here to tell you he'll conquer whatever comes your way he'll conquer your your, he'll conquer your, your, your illnesses. He'll conquer that health problem that you're having. He'll conquer your financial needs. He'll conquer them if you will call on his name. Brother Chad, would you come on out with the group and get ready to sing? A few years ago, So probably my Wednesday morning group will have heard this, but I feel it's appropriate to say it here this morning. A few years ago, I was down in the country of Peru. We had rented a theater building in the capital city of Lima. And in this particular area of the city, there had not been any kind of an evangelical evangelical outreach at all and we had um, rented this theater that seated about 2,500 people we didn't really know they they had promoted this thing they put out 65,000 posters and handbills they strung banners across three major streets in this particular area at that time just after we were to be there the the, the Catholics had a celebration that they called the Lord of the Miracles and they had this statue that they would carry through the streets and it was a purple faced Christ and they called him the Lord of the Miracles they had advertised our campaign 
is come see the true Lord of the miracles. God blessed in unusual ways. We had over 500 saved in that meeting. Three night meeting. Did some teaching during the day, but at night they would come from everywhere. I would begin to pray at the end of the meeting. Last night I prayed for people for two and a half hours. They had to hold me up at, towards the end of it. I got so weak and tired. But they brought one man onto the platform and I looked at him and through the translators I asked what the problem was and, and uh, they said alcohol was his problem. And I, I, I looked at him and I, I through, through the Lord, it wasn't through any special thing about me, but the Lord revealed to me that that wasn't his problem. His problem was that he was demon-possessed and the demons were tormenting him and that he drank to try to get rid of those demons. And I looked him in the eye and I said, alcohol is not your problem, is it? And he said, shook his head, no. I said, your problem is that you're tormented day and night in your mind. And the devil won't let you go. And his eyes got this big. And he said, how did you know? I said, because the Lord wants you to be set free tonight. And I said, do you want to be set free from this demonic torture that you're going through? And he nodded his head. He said, see, see, see. I said, do you have faith that Jesus is going to set you free tonight? You see, that's the only name that I can go by, friends, is Jesus. It's, it's nothing about me. It's, it, it's all about him. And I want people to focus that it's him. It's not David Mills that's doing anything. It's Jesus that's going to do this. And I said, do you believe that he can do that tonight? And he said, see. I said, I got you one more question. Do you believe that he's going to do it tonight? Two questions. One, do you believe he can? And it's easy to say you can or he can. But it's more difficult to understand and to believe that he's going to do it now. He said yes. And I looked at him and I laid my hands on him and I said, according to his faith, so be it unto him. In the name of Jesus, demons flee. He looked at me and batted his eyes. He got a smile on his face. He began to kind of do this. Now, understand we're in an area that's never been in a Pentecostal service before. They don't know what all this stuff is about. They've never seen anything like this. But this man, he was standing there, and his feet was just a jumping and a dancing. And I, I told him, I said, go off and be set free. He went off the platform just, just to doing this. I mean, his feet were just barely moving ahead, but he was dancing off of the platform. Two nights later, I'm in the middle of my sermon. My translator's uh, name was, was Sarah. I said, Sarah, do, do, do you see that man back there? She said, there's a lot of men back there, Brother David. What are you talking about? I said, that particular man back there, the one, the one two, two people in from the, 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 the aisle there. And, and, and they, everybody kind of turned and looked, and I said, yeah, yeah, that one right there. I said, have him stand up. 
he stood up. I said, Sarah, that's the man that, 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 God, that God set free, Jesus set free the other night. She said, no, it's not. That's not the same man. I said, it is the same man. He didn't even look the same. But the Lord revealed to me that it was the man. I said, are you the man that God set free the other night from the demons? And he raised his hand and said, it's me. In Spanish, he was saying, it's me. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. It does not matter what your problem is, my friend. He'll raise you up. Come on and get ready to go here, Chad, in just a second. He'll raise you up. I was in another meeting up in the mountains of Peru. And, and, and they brought a man up to be prayed for that night. I watched him as they brought him. They almost had to drag him because he, his feet would have barely, barely move. And so they brought him up to one on each elbow. And they brought him up. And I said basically the same things to him. I said, do you believe he can heal you? Yes. Do you, do you believe he's going to do it? Yes. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, that man raised his hands. He stood straight up. He was an elderly man. He stood straight up. He shook himself. He began to dance around a little bit. And I went on and prayed for some more people. And I watched him as he went back. Those same two people, Brother Bruce, those same two people tried to hold his elbow. He shoved him aside, almost knocked him down. He shoved him aside. And he, he, he I learned later, he said to him, leave me alone. And he went down in the back of the church just to go on like this, just to jump in the shout. More and more, I could tell you this morning that the name of Jesus can set free and lift up. They brought a woman up back up in the, in the mountains or the jungles of Peru. They brought a woman on a bed, literally on her bed. She hadn't been out of bed in 15 years, Tony. They brought her up to be prayed for. I couldn't reach her from where I was, but I had her stretch her hand toward me and I stretched my hand towards her, asked her the same questions. She got up and walked out of that stadium that day. It's in the name of Jesus. It's not in anybody else's name. It's not in a plan. It's not in a program. It's in the name of Jesus. Sing the chorus, Chad. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast at The Hill. We pray that you were blessed by this message. For more information on what's happening at the Hill and to stay connected, visit our website at foresthillcog.org, join our Facebook page, facebook.com slash foresthillcog, or download our app from the iTunes or Google Play Store.